Central. I'm Doc, back here again with my co-host, Keck. Uh, We're going to talk about the uh, our continuation of our uh, strike talk. Part we're two gonna... of the strike night. <laughs> strike night. Welcome to strike night. Uh, <laughs> so I should have put that in the intro. Uh, we're going to talk about the actor strike now. Yeah. Um, A little different so... than our normal uh, covered content. Uh not really like i guess horror based but i mean it's definitely relevant because we're not going to see any more horror content until all this bullshit is resolved so it's really the only thing to talk about well technically uh we'll get into it but uh a lot of horror movies we still can uh, will still be coming out but uh i'll get into that Um, we'll mention this yeah so the sag and um AFTRA are it used to be two separate uh, organizations, the Screen Actors Guild and the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. And they've combined uh, a few years back to... Yeah, I was confused by that because I didn't realize that. Yeah, so I was like, I knew SAG. Free. I was like, what is yeah. SAG-AFTRA? Like, yeah. So I'm just going <clears> to <throat> refer to them as the actors. I think that's the best yeah. way or SAG. Uh, but it, it represents approximately 160,000 actors, announcers, broadcast journalists, dancers, DJs, news writers, news editors, program hosts, puppeteers, recording artists, singers, stunt performers, voiceover artists, and other media professionals. So that covers all that. So um, according to the union, about 65,000 of those members actually cast ballots. So about uh, 48% of eligible voters. And of the of the people who voted, ninety eight percent voted in favor of the strike. Yeah, so about the exact same amount as the writers, which was what ninety seven point eight. So yeah, yeah, this is like ninety seven point nine. Yeah, and yeah. Both of them I've like seen like record <coughs> like actual members casting ballots. So like, not I think the last strike the uh, that the actors went on. Only about 25% had voted. And that was in 1980, so, correct? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. this time it was, uh, it's a lot more people were... Uh, um, had, and uh, j- just to mention, though, uh, they do a renegotiation, you were saying, every two years? It's every or three, every so five three. years? It's every three years. Uh, every so the three last years. one was May. It's like May... Well, the writers was May 1st to uh, 2020 to May 1st, 2023. That's why they went up. They usually mm-hmm. vote ahead of time if they haven't come to an agreement of if they, you know, approve of the strike. And if they don't get it come into improvement by that deadline, the once that uh, the, the uh, contract ends the next day, they're on strike. And the so last like- time SAG renewed was in May of 2020. And at that point, Point, I believe 78% uh, voted in favor of the uh, contract negotiation. Yeah, but only about 20, I think that's what I meant, only about 25% of the people even had voted on that one. Oh, uh, that, well, I mean, but that was their choice, correct? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's your choice to cast the vote, so... 
if you don't but so if you don't cast like you don't really get a, a choice yes well I, I would just assume that the ones that didn't vote didn't vote because they were content yeah yeah i would assume so yeah um or they were content with what the uh what was put forward anyway you know and I mean? uh the former president that uh negotiated that before uh the current president which is now fran drescher was a man uh ken howard i believe I, yeah ken howard i believe was uh president of sag in 2000 i'm not sure what yeah ken howard i'm not sure when uh fran drescher took over as president was that just in recent in 2023 oh in 2021 2021 she became uh sag's president yeah they i guess wanted to uh implement someone that everybody would uh fear to listen to it's not she's necessary. also no, she's also like a uh I mean a she is more well known than the previous one but yeah yeah I, I I I don't know Ken Howard yeah I don't I don't know who he is I either. mean I, I know who he is and stuff like yeah. that and like I I've I've seen him in things before but I don't know him as well as I do Fran Drescher because you know I she could be like a mile down the street and she speaks and I can hear the shrieking like through you know <laughs> solid objects so yeah, she is also more known as a, as a, a more recent years as an activist uh she had yeah. like co-founded like nonprofit organizations for yeah. cancer, helped uh, you know advocate for women's health issues, and uh, helped Congress pass the two thousand seven uh, Gynecological Cancer Education Awareness Act. And like and she's, she's been outspoken about the uh, abortion in the post row world, and uh, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. she's a significant figure all around with yeah, more than so. just the Actors Guild. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, that that this is uh, her, her, you know, helping the actors out now to get yeah. what they, you know, uh, deserve and stuff. I just um, find her incredibly obnoxiously annoying. Just full disclosure. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, it's not necessarily. I mean, I, I was joking, but I was also being serious by saying that you know they may have put her in as president because she can be so intimidating that raspy voice that yelling she's been really fucking stoked up recently i saw two interviews with her recently i only got through one which was on pbs and yeah. like even they were like trying to calm her down because she was getting like so fucking amped up and it was just like her piercing voice like in your soul like god well uh she campaigned on ending what she called a dysfunctional division within the union uh she campaigned against matthew modine who was running against her in 2021 so oh, well, uh, i mean modine i mean yeah modine so uh it seems like uh, since she's taken the uh, helm, she's worked uh, to smooth over a lot of the rifts between, like you know, some uh, skeptical voices, uh, including screen noted screenwriting David Simon. Um, so yeah, so apparently everybody in SAG who like you know voted for her, uh, I mean, are, are, are clearly approve of everything. 
that uh, she's doing. So or are afraid to or are afraid to oppose her. You could just vote against her then. You know what I mean? People voted her in. She, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> but they so, also could fear her wrath. Is what I'm saying. I guess. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you, you guessed right. Unfortunately, yeah. you win nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a lot of the uh, what the actors were striking over <laughs> were a lot of the same issues that uh, the writers, you know, uh, was as well. Um, one of the big issues was that um, is obviously pay. Like only twelve point seven percent of SAG after members even qualify for the union's health plan. Uh, so that's that significant. Of, yeah, and that's twenty six thousand a year is what you have to make to qualify. So the fact that only twelve point seven even make that much to. And so, and that's qualify, not necessarily uh, being accepted. No, uh, no, I'm saying, no, if you qualify, if if you make 26,000 a year, that you get accepted for the, for the health, for the health plan. Oh, okay. I thought that was, I thought that was just to be able to fill out the qualifying application and that you can be in SAG and not qualify for health insurance. Yeah, no, I was yeah. saying of that 12% that um, qualify, not all of that 12% are actually getting the benefits. Uh, from To my understanding, some of them that qualify, you still have to fill out like an application to get those benefits and some of them have been denied apparently. I mean, I, I'm not going to get into like a whole thing about the benefits. Uh, I'm assuming most that qualify will, will receive them, but apparently there was something about like uh, some of them that qualified that were eligible to receive them ended up getting, getting rejected. I could later post a link that you could uh, put up on the site when you post the cast, but, uh, it was just something that was interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, also like <clears throat> members that also qualify could get their own health plan if they don't want. Oh to yeah, absolutely. Plan. I mean, yeah. you have the Affordable Health Care Act and other things yeah. like that that you can do. So I mean, yeah. but yeah, but I the mean, fact you that would... ninety like ninety two percent of active members make less than eighty thousand a year. Yeah, and, uh, and that's so... don't even have health insurance. Yeah, no, so, and that's well, I mean we could talk about health insurance for hours and that yeah. that will lead us down a whole different road that I'm very passionate about. So I don't want to get too into that, but yeah, I mean, it's sort of ridiculous when you think about it because a lot of actors will do their own stunts and things like that. So having healthcare and some kind of safety net would be pretty beneficial for them. I mean, especially when you think about an actor like uh, Bob Odenkirk, who collapsed and whose heart stopped beating for 18 minutes on the set of Better Call Saul, you would think like, I hope he qualified (laughs) because, you know, otherwise, yeah, yeah, you you know, but we're talking about some pretty scary shit, you know what I mean? Like, 
acting, being in theater, you know, being on the big screen. I mean, we've all seen what that can do to uh, people's uh, psychological well-being. I uh, would just uh, quickly cite like uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman or Heath Ledger after he took his life. Um, yeah. You know, so I mean, acting isn't all just like fame and glory. I mean, there's a lot of actors that absolutely despise the fame and would no, rather yeah. just act and do their thing. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm just saying like a lot of people think that like, you know, actors are these like gods that all make tons of money and that uh, could not be further from the truth. I mean, there's the elites and then there's just sort of everybody else. Everyone in the elite. Else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the <laughs> So they broke it down to like the average pay and this like over across every, like the, from the lowest to the highest, just the medium pay is a, or average pay is, I guess not the, the medium pay, but the average pay is about $28 an hour. <laughs> so like that's, that's and i guess if you're living in la that's not very much that's what i make working at fedex yeah you know what i mean and i, I like uh nobody sees me on tv you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah but i mean and you that's, probably and that's work not, harder than a lot of them well not necessarily because they can work up to like 16 hour days i mean sure yeah. they get overtime but like I can't work more than 14 hours in a day. Yeah. You know, there's walls around that. Like, well, you know, it it, kind of goes back to what I was trying to point out about the writer strike. And if there was uh, any kind of safeguards for the writers, are there any kind of safeguards for the actors? Like that basically say, you know, um, if there's a deadline on something where, you know, the production company is expecting that material, like do the actors like have a thing where they can't work more than a certain period of time at once? Or is it like the same thing with the writers where, you know, you got to act till you drop, you need to get that out there. Yeah. I think actors have a little bit more protection. Uh, I know like they get, they get overtime pay over. So like, anything over like the certain amount of hours uh, it's probably yeah. like you know they have to take breaks and of course if the director's working then the actors were so if the the actor's yeah. not going to be working if the director isn't working and the sound people aren't there with the grips you know because they're obviously going to be actively shooting so i guess for the actor to be working you have to have several other components that are available at the same time so yeah and you don't and studios don't want to pay a lot of overtime so they will like uh try to like you know rush you out uh, i was reading something oh, i was watching uh, an interview um recently with the uh the star of um reacher he yeah. was doing uh mocap work for the michael bay produced teenage mutant ninja turtles and um they would be the last ones to leave because they weren't covered under the uh, the rules. So like they would have to get all the other people out first, and they'd have to sit around for hours waiting because they didn't get overtime pay, while everyone else would 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 have gotten overtime pay. But they uh, they were like rushing them off set. They were like, "Oh, you got to get off the clock. We don't want to uh, pay all this yeah. overtime." And they were the last ones to leave <clears> because they they didn't get paid overtime. 
It would have been cool if uh, the directors didn't go on strike, but only Michael Bay went on strike, and they were just like, you could just stay on strike. We'll forget about you. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, the, uh, so um, for television, an actor who works on the television for one week gets paid a minimum of $3,756. Now you have to pay taxes, commission, uh, an agent, a manager, a lawyer that negotiates your deal. So, like, right away... Wait, so that's actually lower than the writers who were making five thousand a week, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, I think the residuals for actors are are higher. That so, are high. All right. So they're yeah. going to, in the end, with compensation from royalties and whatnot, they'll end up making more. Okay. Yeah, you'll end up. Uh, yeah, as an actor, you'll you'll probably make more than than a writer if you you know get to a certain point. Obviously, like there are probably writers that make more than actors. Un- uh, unless what you did was a total shit thing and it never got aired again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you and know what I mean. Are- Writers are more likely to work like, you know, you'll have the script and then, and then uh, you know, for, uh, for a movie, then maybe they'll bring you to set and you but you won't get uh, paid, you know, consistently when you're an actor, yeah. you'll get paid, you know, the entire time you're on set. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So you probably work a little bit longer as, a, as an actor than you would as a writer. Um, but yeah, so with that minimum pay, like it's really about 35% less, give or take. So when it was 40% less uh, for writers after all their fees, it's about 35% less. So yeah, they're again, they're making fucking nothing. Um, now there are, um, when we talk about other uh, shoots in other countries, like a lot of actors, like there's still stuff like shooting in other countries because they have their own unions, like equity. Yeah in the uk and uh actra in canada and, and a Bob- sag actor can't like kind of sneak off and do that like they're bound by their like yeah. sag affiliation so, so there's some- no like yo i'm gonna dip off to canada for a few months or something like that like not unless they have uh dual um they would have to have dual um unions you know some there's yeah. some uh, uk actors that have uh sag uh ones and like they can they can those actors can go on strike but they can also you know in in unison but um they can also you know continue to work under their uh, own union as well and, and there might be kind of it's probably frowned upon though to do that too you're probably going to not be very popular with your fellow sag actors if you kind of well, dip off and the the well yeah but um some of the equity they've come out and said like um like if you know you can get fined and and fired if you like refuse to work because you fall under their union rules. Ah, gotcha. So, so you know, they're kind of caught. Well, I mean, yeah. I get. I, I guess that gives them some protection from like you know people like uh, in SAG being like, "Yo, you're a scab," or you know whatever. Yeah. You'd be like, "Yo." bro, I'm contractually obligated under, you know, both of the uh, organizations I'm involved in. So, yeah, that would give them, like, some protection, I guess. That's, that's why um, House of Dragons is still filming right now, because most Ugh, of those actors really? are all, yeah, they're all fall under the equity, uh, you know, their own union in the UK. So yeah. that, didn't, that didn't stop produ- uh, production. 
Uh, Broadway actors are also under fall under actors ec- equity, so that's a different one as well. Um, so some of the things that they are allowed to do are, um, let's see, they're not allowed, you know, singing, dancing, performing stunts, or even auditioning for films and TV shows. Puppeteering, but, right? Puppeteering as well, yes. Uh, but union work in commercials, music videos, uh, educational videos, or like corporate videos, uh, and news broadcasts are permitted. Um, union work on morning shows, talk shows, uh, soap operas, uh, variety shows, reality shows, game shows, and sports programs are as well are allowed as well because they fall under a separate contract. Yeah, and commercial revenue is definitely going to help, but I mean, it's their voice mainly. Well, I mean, some of them, you'll see them in the commercial, but like, you know, uh, the only actors that are going to be getting hired to do commercial work are going to be notable actors. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's going to, it's going to be household names and stuff like that. Yeah. So. And that, and that's, but you're obviously not going to see like uh, late night shows, you know, with actors on it because that shut down because of the writer's strike. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think voiceover work for, okay. Voiceover work for animated projects, video games, and dubbing is more of a gray area. Uh, the SAG deciders indicate that these sorts of contracts may be permitted as well, but say union members can't move forward with such projects without approval from the uh, SAG national board. So this is where the, some actors are allowed to work on things like a lot, like, so the actors are on strike with the major studios. Uh, So they can get waivers with other independent studios, but these waivers are uh, agreements for those independent contracts to pay the actors and residuals and everything on what they are currently negotiating with the major studios. So what the major studios are refusing to do, these independent studios are agreeing to, to those terms. And so then they're allowed to uh, continue filming. And that's why major actors and, and stuff are allowed to do independent projects like with A24, Neon. Okay. And so, studios. and that's called entering into an interim agreement. Yes. But apparently that is frowned upon and some actors have been pulling out after initially saying they were going to do it. Um, there was a... it, all, it all depends. Some actors <laughs> will pull out in solidarity. It's not necessarily frowned upon because, the, again, they're not striking against these independent con- uh, these independent studios. Okay. Oh, oh, all right, yeah. So the the independent studios are not people that are actively involved in, uh, you know, the negotiations. The with the yes. Yeah. Okay. So yes. these studios are well independent. And that's what, yeah, okay. So they're not part of like the whole like evil empire type thing. Yeah, Yeah. so, but there is like uh, certain uh, creators like Viola Davis. uh, She, her production had gotten uh, approved for one of these intern ones, but it had, was already pre-sold to Amazon. So she decided to, uh, you know, in solidarity to stop production on that because that would be unfair. Uh, So yeah, I guess anything that's pre-sold, they're not, they're going to want to not do those as well. Um, but yeah, the, uh, anything else that's like pretty much independent, 
they can continue doing it as long as they've as long as these companies have, have uh, approved that to work with like hey okay this is what you are uh, negotiating right now with them we agreed to pay that and it's like okay why can uh, these independent uh, producers uh, and companies who don't make nearly as much money as these big companies, how come they can afford to give these actors what they want, but these giant studios can't fucking come to the, those agreements when you've got all these uh, executives making 25 <clears throat> million a year? Yeah. These companies? So. Yeah, I mean, that's a valid point. Um I guess for me, the one thing that I, um, I don't know, I can't completely get my head around is the convenience of the timing of the SAG strike with the, uh, you know, the parallel to the uh, writer strike. I guess I feel as though if the writers had not launched the strike that the actors who haven't uh, struck since 1980 probably would not have joined. Now, I'm not saying necessarily that there's anything wrong with that because if anything, that might uh, greater, greater benefit the writers to have two organizations coming together in solidarity to change things but on the other hand it's also at least could be considered opportunistic to take advantage of one strike so i mean all i'm saying is is i have two trains of thoughts on this one is i see them as being a bit opportunistic and maybe taking advantage of like the conflict between the writers and the production companies but then on the other hand i could see it as even though they recently uh renegotiated terms somewhat i mean obviously they the vast majority of people that did vote voted for that i think i said 78 percent um but at the same time uh you know i guess it could be benefiting the whole thing to do it in unison and that would just you would think at least that would uh, put more pressure on the production companies to say, all right, you know, we're going to, you know, at least come to the table and find some kind of common ground, which to my understanding, the plan was for the companies to start negotiating with the writers first and which, then move on to the actors second, which makes yeah. sense. Because, yes, me. because the writers was May and I believe the uh, actors uh, contract was June. And June. the same thing yeah. with directors, they had uh, their own separate months. So, yes, they do go to each individual yeah. ones separately. But there's a lot of terms that like... Uh, like with AI as well, like if they're like, just because the writers, I mean, the writers have gone on strike before and the actors haven't. So I don't really see that as taken advantage of uh, the writers going on strike. But um, if the writers didn't go on strike and there were still like 
things in like the uh, the deal with um, the actors, and it's not just about raises. Again, it's about uh, AI, and the, one of the big things was about scanning background actors and then using yeah. them in perpetuity and not paying for them. But again, this it has not been widely implemented yet. So we are still at like kind of the hypothetical fearing for the future stage. I'm not saying that like no, these absolutely not. They've already like uh, they've uh, actors have already come out and they've already been scanning actors on set for like yeah, no. long vision and stuff like that. And uh, and other shows where they they've scanned them and then they're like, well, we don't know like what the uh, how long they can use this for, and even if they only used it for that production, okay, like you get day pay. So like if they use they scan you once, they can be like, all right, you're done, and then you can show up later on in, in a show or something like that, and with, the, with your background, you're like, hey, wait a second, I was never there, so I'm not getting paid for that day now. And not only that. You're screwing up the bottom line, you know, the people that all work in like, you know, the hairdressers, costume designers and all that, because well, no. now they, you don't have to pay them to come in either. Yeah, no, that that's separate. I'm not. Yeah, I'm I'm not saying anything. Uh, I'm not saying anything on them. But to my understanding that the there were a few uh, high profile um, issues with uh, actors in AI and I know several of the actors sued because of that. And to my understanding, for the most part, they were successful in their lawsuits and, you know, basically getting... Um, basically getting their compensation back because there are going to, I mean, but so I guess the thing you're saying is <laughs> they should not have to be suing. Yeah, like exactly. they, they, they should not have to be like, taking hey, like, legal action because that's going to cost them too. They're going to yeah. have to pay for legal representation. And exactly. I guess the studios could be doing like some kind of formula um, sort of like in fight club where like if a doesn't equal B and the number of lawsuits we're going to see from people burned alive in our <laughs> faulty car converters, but, they're going to be doing that algorithm by saying like, well, if we use an AI scan and that actor then sues us, where will we come out? Like with the money we have to pay out to the lawsuit, would it be worth doing that and dicking the actor over based on what we'll have to with our other high priced, you know, legal team that the production companies, you know, have like representing them because they always have like a fucking team of lawyers from the best firms. So they, I'm not saying that I know for certain that they're doing that, but like that definitely, and yeah, I mean, that would bode well for the actors um, in terms of like, you know, them saying like, yo, this is fucked up. Like we need to do something about that because that is something that the companies could start doing in mass. They could yeah. say, you know, like, yeah, all right, we're going to do this anyway. And we feel that like, you know, the lawyers we have on retainer and what we'll have to pay out when you successfully sue us is less. And we're still making more based on perpetuity and AI. And yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, it's sort of a vicious cycle. Yeah, <laughs> like, even, like uh, main actors that uh, like uh, can get scanned and like, yeah, I understand the the use of uh, of scanning somebody and using them for like in action sequences or something where like yeah. you're trying to do like a stunt or something like that. Like that's or one thing. in yeah, some things up. where you want to make them look younger or yeah, something like yeah. that, yeah, because yeah. AI benefits there. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, and and that's fine. But like, if you're just gonna like scan somebody just as like a background actor and then use them later on as a background actor again, it's kind of like, wait, why wouldn't you just bring that person back in? Because now they're not getting paid for that, and they've only gotten paid for that one day. Because background actors don't get residuals on movies and everything too, so they kind of rely on that day well, rate. Do you know how many instances that there has been? Do you have any of the numbers as to how many? Um, uh, at least, like, uh, noted events there has been of like uh, some kind of like um, widespread AI case where this has happened. Like, has who are, are the people basically that have come out and said like, "Yo, you fucked me over," and basically put me in a movie I wasn't even even in with my AI likeness, like. Yeah, are right. there any like you know a- anything you can cite off the top of your head that you're aware of? Well, I know like um, I, it's been a lot of background actors, so I don't I don't uh, have their names or know them off the top of my head, but uh, a lot of them from major shows like uh, the one. When you say Marvel background movies. actors, what do you mean by that exactly? People, you know, uh, people who are like you, you know sitting at the restaurant in the background of the main actors that don't have any line. Basically, anybody that doesn't have a line in the in the movie because you get paid more if you have a line in the movie. If, yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so if you're just like in the background of of a of a movie, you know, it helps build the world out. You know, to make it like a living thing. Otherwise, you don't have those people. It's just two people in a fucking room. You know. And and it's just like a background actor that's there but not there at all, and they're getting nothing for it because they're there, but yet they're not actually there because it's yeah, an AI it's scan. And it's now like yeah, it's also it, like I understand it, and like like I know they've used like CG like backgrounds to flesh out like armies and stuff in like you know lord of the rings or something like that that's different than like you know it's just scanning somebody and then putting them in the background like walking by or something like that you know what i mean it's like yeah you don't need a cgi when you could have hired somebody to fucking come in or Uh, like do you think like ramos's family got like um any like compensation where they uh scanned him in there to be the ghost in ghostbusters uh, yeah, you do have to get permission from the estate to do that. Yeah. But also, uh, his son was the director, so that kind of helps. The, yeah, um, I get yeah. <laughs> it. Definitely yeah, doesn't they, hurt. I believe not only do they get um, permission for that, but I believe they do get some benefit as well. Like uh, they had to ask Christopher Reeves recently for uh, his appearance. You know, his uh, family or, or his estate. For his appearance uh, recently in the, uh, in the Flash, I know they had to do it for. Um, Wait, Peter they Christian. went all the way up to the top of the Washington Monument to ask Christopher Reeves for permission. Top of the Washington Monument. Yeah, has he been placed up there? 
they asked us Sorry, a it was uh it was um and i couldn't resist you mentioned christopher reese it was uh an onion article that jamie had showed me uh years back and the title was christopher reeves placed on top of washington monument and he was just up there in his chair and (laughs) it was basically like he was living there (laughs) 24 hours a day just sitting in his wheelchair couldn't help it sorry yeah but like peter peter cushing uh they he was all cgi in rogue (laughs) one uh, when they brought him back as uh, Tarkin. Uh, so, yeah, there's there are instances of people being like, you know. Um, and they're not receiving anything for that? Uh, no, I'm saying there, there, there are actors that have been put in that they do have to ask permission from the estate yeah. to do it. And I believe the estate gets, gets some pay from that. Like, that's a different thing. And you're talking well. about deceased actors in this. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. In this instance, deceased actors. Um, I'm talking about the living actors. Like, there's been, has there been cases where, like, currently living, wanting to work actors have been, like, CGI'd and put into a movie where they don't necessarily have any lines, but like you see them substantially mute throughout the film. And then those actors have received like no compensation for their likeness being in the film. Uh, well, a lot of actors have come out and said they have been scanned and, and you know, for that, for that shoot, but they don't know if they've shown up like later on yet or if like how long that like the company plans on holding on to that because that's what the companies want that's part of the ai deals they want to be able to use a scanned actor in perpetuity they've come out and said this so this isn't like a uh, hey we just want to use you for one instance i was saying it was a i was saying it was a hypothetical because i mean i haven't seen this like at least yet widely implement it but from what you're saying and from what I've been reading, it sounds like the companies are kind of testing the waters, so to speak. They're like, yeah, we want to pay see you how far we could push it. it. Yeah, and be like, yeah, we just want to use you in perpetuity and not have to pay Yeah, you. and then, you know, if you do decide to take legal action, like we feel that we will have gotten our money's worth and we can just pay you off or whatever and then it just, the wheel just keeps on turning. And if that's going to start happening, then that's fucked. But I guess it would just be like, hey, it's a brave new world. Um, yeah. Uh, you remember I'm, the um, the first <clears throat> Final Destination movie? Um, the lead actor in that, whose name is, uh, is passing me right now, but in the fifth one the, the uh, final the final that's the first final destination, first final destination yeah movie. i actually yeah. just watched all the final destination movies okay. well you know you know in the, the fifth row, one so. where it turns out the last one is actually a prequel to the first one and that and they that because they end up on the plane and you see that was the fifth and... one the one with the nascar um i watched them all together so i'm a little bit blurred the third one was with the um i don't the, remember uh, all all the different uh kills in the amusement park on the roller coaster but yeah okay. i just watched them yeah. i think the fifth one was like really terrible i think that was the one on the bridge i think that was. but that's the one that uh, ends and you you're and if you find out that that was actually a prequel to the first one the whole time 
Well, that yeah. after he shows up in that and that bit, and he just came out recently. He said when he saw that movie, he didn't know he was they were going to use footage of him for that movie, and he didn't get paid for it at all. So he only got the original rate, you know, and everything for the first movie, and then they used footage of him for the new one without you know, compensating him. He didn't make any money off of, like, the box office or anything because he got paid that one-time pay. Now, it wasn't a CGI yeah, scam, but that wasn't was he just in it, like, extremely briefly, but their yeah. argument is it doesn't matter, even if, like, you just show my image, like... You should at least get permission from the actor, even if you're going to be on screen. Yeah, and, like, yeah no, I, I, I agree with he that. Doesn't get, I, he doesn't get a day rate, he doesn't get any residuals or anything off that movie. And he's in that movie, and yet he, they didn't even ask him uh, if they could use that. Since they own the rights to the first movie, they just put him in there and weren't just like, hey, we're going to give you, like, you know, we'll give you a fucking uh, you know, small <coughs> And that wasn't in that. the, and they didn't have that in the contract where they had the right to do that? Like, I believe he isn't, isn't there like, some, like, wouldn't there be some language in some contracts where if the studio owns the rights to it, they could like technically yes. put someone in there without even asking their permission because they own that content? Technically, yes, because uh, the, yeah. and that's why he, they were able to get away with it because they had ran into the contract that they were able to use his likeness for future things. And, and when, when he said, when he came out and was talking about this, he was like, I thought that just meant promotional material and commercials and stuff. He was like, I didn't know that was going to mean a whole well, other fucking movie. That motherfucker should have read, yeah. read the fine print, yo. Yeah. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? You got to read the label. Stay large. Yeah, it's still, it's still, a, uh, still a shady <laughs> tactic to, 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 you know. It's a shady tactic, but it legal, apparently yeah. is I'm not illegal. So... Yeah. It wasn't a scam thing either, but I, I'm just saying that, like, they've already been... You know, studios are fucking shady. Let's just pay everyone the, what they uh, get and, and fucking, you know, they, they deserve and we can all be fucking happy. But we so, don't know uh, if this is going to happen in mass. Obviously, the studios are, like I said, testing the waters to see yeah. sort of what they can get away with. But, like, it is sort of... A hypothetical. Well, it is and it isn't because they are trying they these are tactics. They have but it has not been happening. It has not been happening in mass yet. But I guess I could argue that the actors are definitely right to fear that. Now, would I have decided to strike based on what? could happen in the future that is sort of like my thing where like i'm just not sure like i think if it they started seeing it happen like constant like where it was just like well, a regular before something happens yeah, and well, that, 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 so that, that is the thing but yeah. it has not my, my point is I totally hear what you're saying, and I totally think that their fe their fears are justified. But still, it and the has fact that they came out and the studios were like, yet. yeah. But the fact the studios <laughs> came out and said, "Hey, we want your fucking likeness to yeah. use in perpetuity," you wouldn't be yeah. like, 
oh, well, it hasn't happened yet, so I'm not going to go on strike. No, you'd be like, no, fuck you. You can't do that. I'm going on strike. Yeah, well, I would, I would, I would, I would personally have my agent negotiate on my behalf saying that like, yeah, you can't uh, use my likeness at at least for any future roles I was going to get without at least asking my permission. And at the point that you asked my permission, then through my agent, I would maybe want to either say, yeah, sure, you can do that. I don't mind. I don't require anything. Or you can use it, but I would like some residuals from that. Well, that's another thing is residuals is part of this, you know, an, an increased, uh, you know, pay over the next three years as well, you know, a certain percentage to help uh, pay, you know, with the inflation and everything like that. So, again, it's not just one thing. It's a number of different things that they're going on. Yeah, no, like I, th- this is complicated shit. Yeah. Like, I'm not arguing that. I don't think anybody's arguing it. It's a lot of complicated shit. And you figure right now in the interim, all the production companies have their legal teams and they are going through everything. And they are probably going to be using this downtime to see what they can get away with in the future, how they can basically profit as much as they can with the new technology and pay out as little as possible. So, yeah, I understand why the actors are doing this. I guess my point was, and maybe it's completely irrelevant, I think my point was I do not think that the actors would be striking right now if the writers had not own, had not already mounted a significant resistance, if you will. Um, that's just my feeling to it. I do not believe the actors would have just gone out and struck. Or maybe if they were, if the writers were at work and the directors were at work, it's also possible if the actors started murmuring strike and everything else was in place and running fine, maybe the production companies at that point would have been more apt to just deal with the writer's strike directly, negotiate, and then renegotiate a deal without them actually having to go on strike. That Maybe, could have happened. I, don't know. I just think there's a lot more involved <clears throat> than, like, than some of, like, like, yes, some of the basic things are the same between the two. And maybe if, like, it was just that, like, and they came to an agreement. I feel like if they came to an agreement with the writers, they probably would have came to an agreement with, with SAG. That, yes, that's true. But, like, if they came to an agreement with the writers, then, like, there's all these other situate all these other problems that SAG has that, that don't, that wouldn't even affect, you know, the writers at all. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's, there's so many, like, a lot. I don't know if you've seen a lot of the, um, you're, since you're not on social media, really, a lot of the actors have come out and posted, like, the residual checks that are, like, pennies you know, on like every month. And like some of these are big actors that are like, yeah, they're like, yeah, residuals don't, don't make a big deal for me. But like, if this is what they're paying me, who's like the star or co-star of a show, then like, then imagine what they're paying everyone else. Yeah. And like, 
Uh, and this is where you get I, into the, uh, I do not I do, I do not overwhelmingly buy the assertion that the uh, the big time actors are doing this all in the interest of helping the little guy either. I I don't believe that. Well, um, this is where you get into the uh, uh, SAG um, Foundation, where recently, like I think The Rock was the first person to donate a seven figure. Uh, some to the foundation to help. I did. I did. And, I did. I did and hear. And now about all it. these other celebrities are coming out and they're donating, you know, millions of dollars. Uh, to this I, I believe Matthew McConaughey might have been involved in that George too. Clooney, Matt Damon. Uh, yeah, yeah, like uh, Matt Damon. <laughs> uh, ben Affleck, I believe Leonardo DiCaprio. Like they've all like Meryl Streep. They've all, a lot of these big actors. They're like, yeah, we can't like. Yes, we make millions of dollars, but like we can't, you know, do our job without these crucial people in the background. So yeah, I think yeah, no. a lot of them are in solidarity with them. Yeah, no, I I get that. I'm just saying I don't think all of them are in it for that. Uh, I I I don't know. Maybe I'm just trying to bring out the worst in people, but like I don't think everybody. But you know. Who but knows? You know, not the, about those million dollar the, actors. The, though, the so pandemic, I think, had like a significant weight on everybody here because during the pandemic, you know, uh, the studios were panicked because everything was shut down and they were trying to figure out how to, you know, I mean, they were basically losing everything. Nothing was in production. And the amount of insurance they had to take out to even like, I mean, it was, we talked about it in a previous cast, like yeah. the amount of safety precautions and the amount of money those safety precautions were taken. So I think at that point, the production companies kind of like went to their war room and said, you know, how the fuck are we going to start doing that? And I think that that that's when a lot of talk was surrounded upon the new AI, AI technology coming out. And like, you know, I think that they started plotting for maybe what they would do in future situations, because that would be really scary where I'd really be on the side of the actors. Let's say there is another pandemic or another global disaster where production is completely shut down by uh, no fault of the writers, actors, directors, or anybody else. What are the production companies going to do? Will they decide to maybe use AI to construct an entire movie from start to finish? I mean, it, depending upon where the technology is that that is possible um you know what i mean so and at that point would the actors be compensated they i guess they would have to be because they would have to do voiceover dot well I mean, depending no, upon no, where no, AI is yeah, at, maybe yeah. they wouldn't. Maybe, may, maybe they wouldn't. But at that point, if they tried to pull that off, then SAG would just, you know, they would come out. I mean, there would be massive lawsuits That's all why over. You got to strike now before you got to strike for those things to protect yourself from that happening in the future. But to quote Miles Bennis Dyson in Terminator Two. You're judging me for things I haven't even done yet. Yeah. 
but they've already come out and said a lot of shady shit. So yeah, that, they well, plan on doing that this is, shit. So. That is the thing. I don't know what these Trumpian tactics are where you just go in and make things worse. Like, why wouldn't yeah. you shut your fucking mouth and just start working on the shady shit, like, behind closed doors? Yeah, like, you always talking about, like, fucking, like, oh, I think these things are fucking, uh, the, what they want is unreasonable. Yet they're sitting on their fucking yachts, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, they're throwing way. they're throwing large stones into the pond that are creating significant ripples. I guess yeah. sort of, again saying the quiet part out loud to some extent. Like, yeah, I don't. It, it, it's sort of irrational, really, when you think about it. Yeah. Um, it, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, the one thing I will say that I'm in total agreement with is that the production companies do not seem to be acting in good faith. No, and no. I, I don't, I, I would find it very difficult to point out anything that they've been doing recently or saying recently that um, are good faith arguments. So to that respect, I think we're in total agreement. Um, I I guess the only thing I can say is that the only thing we can do is really wait and say what is going to happen. Are they going to start making these moves? Are they going to like start like going buck wild with AI? We just don't really know 100% yet. Despite what anybody says, despite what, like, the few isolated instances we've seen, are they going to do... We just don't know, but I hear what you're saying. You're saying that the actors are trying to play it safe than sorry and try to take some actions now so that there can be safeguards in place that prevent these companies from just going totally fucking rogue on them. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, is that like, what you're yeah, suggesting? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, if you look at it even eight months ago, like AI technology it has really come a long way in just the past eight months. So it's it, like... Exponential growth, no doubt. Go. So it's like you got to put in those protections early to, to help not only save your job, but like, you know, yeah. a lot of people... I mean, I've so. made YouTube comments recently... And notice that at least I'm um, about 95% sure so after reading the, the response to my comments, I can tell that wasn't a real person. That yeah, was AI yeah. responding to several of my comments. Yeah. Because although I'm not active on like Psychbook and Instagram, like I do like comment on YouTube and I talk on Reddit and I have seen responses where I'm like, that's not a human response, but yeah. it's pretty close to one where that's fucking bugged me out. Yeah. I mean, I mean there's, never... been, there's been instances of people like, uh, you know, um, getting caught uh, writing their papers using AI. 
I mean, oh yeah, yeah. well, that's well, that's a whole nother. That's we're stepping into a whole nother dimension there. AI art as well is a whole nother thing as well because AR AI art is not creating anything new. It's taking what other people have created and doing a mashup. So like that's a whole. I mean, don't get me wrong. AI can be a useful tool, but it should not be replacing people's jobs and and everything. Even Adobe recently was like, oh shit, like we we might you know our customers might not need us anymore yeah uh, and <laughs> what have we done you know what i mean we're gonna have to fucking fire a bunch of fucking people and shut down and our customers rely on us but they're not going to need us because of ai so it's like but again ultimately it's not going to be in the actor's hands it's going to be in the hands of government it, yeah, well, it, right now it's, it's going to depend the upon like what Congress and what lawmakers decide to do. Like, you know, are they going to step up and put in safeguards for this or not? Because if they do not and the companies decide that they just want to go full on shade. Um, yeah, right yeah, now. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, right that's why like it. That. Yeah, right now it's up to unions and and the studios to 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 come to an agreement to put safeguards in. You can't wait on the government to get around yeah. to it to put any safeguards in on that stuff. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's a it's a whole mess. It's like, what do you do? Like, yeah, you, when and you see it, what happens when you have studio. It's very complicated. When you have studio involvement and executive involvement on films as it is now, you see what the end product. And these guys are not creators. They should not be involved in the uh, creative process. You need to just let the creative, like, give them the money, get, like, let the writers write, let the directors direct, let the actors act, and stop getting involved with your stupid fucking notes that usually end up ruining fucking productions or, like, when you fire someone halfway through a shoot because you don't see their vision uh, when, like, seeing a, you, like you're not going to see a full vision until you get to the editing room. So it's like, and a lot of times they'll fire somebody halfway through and then reshoot the entire movie. And then you're spending twice the amount of money on a fucking movie. And then now you've just spent like 200 million on a movie that initially cost 100 movie. And you're wondering why your movie's not making its money back. If it only made like two, two, 300 million before you even get into marketing. And it's like, oh yeah, that would have made money if you had stuck to your original price and didn't have to fire a director halfway through or have to do all these fucking rewrites because you didn't understand the vision they were going for or what the Witcher Witcher producer recently was like, oh, he's blaming um, American audiences on uh, why the the show isn't following the books as exactly because they have to dumb it down for us or whatever. It's like, American audiences are a lot smarter than you think they are. Yeah, I mean, I I, I noticed, uh, I just finished watching The Witcher uh, this season, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but, like, I could tell, and this isn't spoiling because I'm sure you've already heard this, but, yeah, I noticed by the end of season three, I was like, wow, they are, you could tell that they were really setting things up to go in a completely different direction than I the I think that's one creators. reason Henry Cavill had ended up leaving too, and it wasn't... No, now there. I kind of understand yeah. like where his fear came from. I mean, I, I think he probably would have stayed had... Um, 
had he not like thought he was going to be Superman, I Again, think he, yeah, yeah. I, I think he would have. But I mean, hey, I I don't want to go down the rabbit hole because you know we're gonna eventually do a cast yeah. talking about The Witcher and analyzing this. Yeah, uh, I think there's a number of uh, reasons. Yeah, I mean, Doc, I that. think your arguments yeah. are completely uh, are completely coherent, and I agree with a lot of it. It's just. Things are just very uncertain right now. Yeah, um, there's like I, I've said it several times, and I'll say it again: this is very complex stuff. We don't know, you know, a lot. Of this is very new technology. Things are very fluent, moving very rapidly, and I think everybody's scared. And um, you know, I, I guess I I don't find that like I want fear to be the dictating element in all of this and i feel like that is like something that's like kind of taking over and that worries me um but i mean i guess the end result is that the writers and the producers they need to get on things and come to some form of compromise very soon because I think if that falls in line and then the uh, production companies can negotiate with SAG and just come out to some kind of reasonable terms where even at the very least, if they were going to use their likeness in AI, they had to ask permission first. And then depending upon what that actor said, either, you know, get the permission and the actor say, all right, that's fine. You know, you can use me in just this little clip or then, you know, negotiate some kind of compensation and payment where they'll be getting some kind of residual effect for their likeness being displayed. So, I mean, that's what has to happen. And you would, I mean, if you put it that way, it sounds very simple. Like the solution doesn't seem like it's that complicated. And I just don't know exactly why none of what we're saying here tonight is happening other than the companies wanting to completely screw everybody over and just act in bad faith and do that. But like right now it's costing, I mean, like it's costing the economy, your economy out there billions. Yeah. I think they said, WB said they were uh, saving a hundred million, but it's going to end up costing California up to 2 billion. If it goes through next year, I heard, yeah, I heard that. Well, the last strike I know was, I think 2.1 billion. And from what I heard from this is they're saying at least 2 billion. Yeah. So, I mean, when you look at that, it just doesn't make sense. So I'm like, I understand what's going on, but I don't understand why it's happening. Like Uh, I understand what's happening, but I don't understand why this shit could be resolved if you have a bunch of rational level-headed people with, uh, you know, legal representatives sitting down and just talking, I feel like this shit could be hashed out within the next few weeks. And, you know, 
you know, then the recession Hollywood ends, everybody goes back to work. The, the companies are going to be making money. Everybody's going to be making money again. There'll be plenty of money for everyone. And, you know, it will improve our lives because we'll get the quality content we want again, because, Ultimately, too, you have to figure the streaming platforms are going to be losing money, too, because people are going to be like, yo, I'm tired of watching fucking reruns. Like, there's nothing new coming out. Like, I subscribe to HBO because I wanted these shows or, you know, I wanted this, I wanted that. And you're not producing that anymore. So why am I paying for your platform? Well, the so, shareholders uh, meeting will come up uh, next year, and so yeah, we'll see what happens well, with their I mean, so that's a long time to out. wait. I mean, yeah. if, if we're talking about waiting it out that long, I mean, that's going to be fucking catastrophic. Yeah. Can't well, wait that long. I, I do want to say one thing before we go is uh, yeah. uh, uh, back with the uh, pandemic, um, a lot of the studios, like they're wondering why things aren't making a lot of money in the box office uh, right now, like why some things aren't doing well. And I think a lot of that is because, A, it's kind of expensive to go out to the fucking movies if you're taking a whole yeah. family. I mean, I have an A-list plan, which is 30 bucks a month, three movies a week, but I'm by myself. So Yeah, um, you're by yourself, but and it's, and it's been ridiculous for so many years. Uh, just the concession stands in the movies still are just like... Comp- I mean, it's yeah, almost it's like a running joke now. But, but the like, concessions being expensive makes sense when you think the, about it where the theaters themselves, they make a very small percentage on the actual ticket sales, and they make all their yeah. money from concessions. I get so, that, but the concessions are ridiculous. Oh, yes. They are priced. way I mean, just absurdly yeah. priced. Yeah, their overhead is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, it's so insane. And it's been that way is, forever. A lot of times people will uh, like because of the, when the pandemic happened, you had same day like uh, like HBO Max was releasing stuff in theaters at the same time they're releasing on HBO Max. So, yeah, those movies aren't going to do well in theaters. And yes, it was a pandemic. So not a lot of people were going out. But now that more people are going out, you still have like a 30 day window where the things about like the movie come out 30 days later, it's on on demand. So it's like, yeah, you'll just stay home, pay the fifteen dollars. You can watch it with your whole fucking family, not have to pay concessions and all that. And so you're saving money. So you're not going out to the movies. Yeah. I think the only way to fix that is you're going to have to push that window back again. You're going to have to push it back. Like, cause like things that come out, like, like, uh, the guardians, uh, three came out in May and it's now on Disney plus. And, And you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, people just wait. Like they don't mind waiting instead of having to pay all this money or risking their health. Unless um, it's Oppenheimer, which I heard did very well in theaters. A Barbie's, lot about to pass a, a, Barbie's about to pass a billion dollars this weekend. Well, that just says something sad about the world. But, uh, I mean... Uh, Barbie I, was a fantastic movie. I think you should see it before judging it. Uh, uh, I've yeah. already I've already got people that are trying to brag me of uh, different... Gen- uh, yeah, I'm not... <laughs> it's not happening. But, it's just not, um, it, it might not be for you then. Oh, the um, thing I talked about in our last cast, I said about firing uh, the writers. Um, the, after the first season, they fired all their writers. I said it was on the tip of my tongue. I couldn't remember. It was The Walking Dead. 
season oh, yeah. one, which I thought was like probably the best season of The Walking Dead. After Ooh, yeah. season one, which was incredibly awesome, for some reason AMC decided to fire the entire writing staff and implement that. Now I know that doesn't really go into what we're talking well, about it, now, but I just had to get it out there. I, I believe it, we it had was, talked about this before. It was because we did like, we, we did talk about it before. And they wanted to go from six episodes to 22 episodes, but only. And that yeah, they wanted to go into season two and they wanted double the episodes for the same budget same as budget, the first yeah. thing, but produce double the episodes. But hey, that's a discussion yeah. we've already had. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, yeah, do you have any thing. final final thoughts on this or yeah the fix that is just to push the window back uh, i mean i would give it 30 days until after it's left theaters before you even put it on on demand and then yeah. maybe even another 30 days after that before or maybe even 60 days before you put it on on one of these streaming services because otherwise like yeah people are going to pick and choose what movies they go see like if you have yeah. like five six movies going out like yeah i might be able to afford to go fucking see all of them because I'm, yeah. I'm uh, well, I think the A-list thing is a great thing. I think Movie Pass has, uh, has uh, returned as well with some uh, platform that they have now as well. But like, again, like when you've got when you've got families, they're not going to you know go out and see everything. Like, yeah, people, no, of course, went out, yeah, of like, course especially not. like the the um, you have Haunted Mansion, which for some reason they decided to put out in fucking July when they should have waited for uh, for like you know maybe September October for Halloween. And then you have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which looks like a, a much better fucking movie for for family. You're gonna take your kids to see that instead of Haunted Oh Man. yeah, you're you're gonna want that uh, Ninja Turtles. Yeah, it was, definitely. It was all this morning yeah. it was great. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, 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 no doubt about that. So you got um, yeah, it's about picking and choosing what you want to see. So you got you're gonna have to start pushing those um you know VOD and streaming uh, releases back, and then you'll maybe you'll recoup some more of your money. And again, stop yeah. getting involved in spending twice the budget for it. So Yeah, I, well, I mean, uh, the theater point is well taken, but when I said final thoughts, I meant uh, on the whole, like, uh, SAG uh, situation. Uh, pay, pay people. <laughs> That's my final thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> pay them I, and, uh, I mean, yeah. well, I guess my final thoughts would be fucking negotiate every day. Yeah. You should be down at a table just communicating. That's what should be happening. There should be no idle time. Every day, there should be someone with authority to negotiate on both sides, at least speaking, and at least moving forward and keeping the public updated every day as to what's going on because public pressure can move things. And I know that there's a lot of more important things to a lot of people happening in 2023 America than what's going on with the writers and the actors and stuff like yeah. that. You know, we have a lot of problems again, not going to go into that, but um, I think public pressure could really help. Um, yeah. The, uh, yeah. Especially since like, I mean, like yes like you might not think about these jobs being important but like it kind of is important for people who do like these everyday mundane jobs to come home to be able to you know have escapism 
and everything yeah. like that. So yeah. like, we yeah. all kind of important jobs to every, to every, uh, yeah. Every and we have to talk about everybody. We didn't touch so much on that, but like everybody else in between that's affected. Like, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, casting, uh, makeup artists, the fucking grips, you know what yeah. I mean? Like everybody, I mean, this is her. I mean, I don't know who's representing them or they're just they're, kind uh, of like a lot of them are free freelance and stuff like that right and yeah a lot know. of them also fall under a different union which is iatse i believe uh it's yeah. called the below the line uh people um but they're, well, they're i just want to give a shout out to them because you know they're suffering here too yeah, and uh, I, they don't really have a big voice right now yeah, um I mean, you know i don't hear speaking out for them and it might have been better for them if their contract was uh around the same time as everyone else's uh, but uh yeah, yeah. Their contract, they can't do anything till april i mean uh till next year so yeah we'll see about but, that as well well so. my final thoughts is sit down do your fucking jobs. Let's start fucking getting some productive negotiation. Let's start moving forward. Let's find some fucking middle ground and get this shit sorted out for everyone's sake. I need my fucking shows back. I need my late night comedy back. I need some fucking relief. Please get your fucking house in order. And that's all I really got to say about that. And the story. So, yeah. Thanks for joining us. Anyway, thanks for, listening yeah, to us thanks for joining us. Yeah. It's been great. And, uh, Future cast, uh, we're going to be, well, talking Ooh. about the stuff that is out right now. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, The Witcher, you know, other things like that. Uh, probably give some news updates on what's been uh, postponed inevitably and the stuff that is actually. There are a couple things that are set to be released soon that I did not realize we're going to. So, you know, maybe uh, next uh, time we'll try to uh, focus on the positive. But this yeah. was um, this was very, you know, this is, uh, you know, very important shit. Pretty unprecedented shit that hasn't happened in a long time. And hopefully they'll be able to resolve it so it doesn't happen again anytime soon. But, you know, maybe that's just ignorant, wishful thinking. But, you know, I can still dream. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us. And we will catch you next time. Take care of yourself, brother. All right, man. I'll talk to you later.